Welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, where we will explore the local arts culture and community in the Lehigh Valley. We'll be doing this through conversations with individual artists, administrators, and organizations. We'll discuss all types of mediums with the goal of enriching local arts culture. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. I'm Ben, and this week, Elizabeth and I are interviewing Rachel Bell. Rachel Bell is a mixed-media artist living and working in the Lehigh Valley. After graduating from Tyler School of Art at Temple University with a BFA in painting and drawing and a minor in art history, she immersed herself in the Lehigh Valley art scene. She began working as the front desk receptionist at the Banana Factory, and soon after that, she started interning at the Allentown Art Museum in the Exhibition and Collections Department. After putting in a year at the Art Museum, she then went on to work as a gallery assistant at the Bethlehem House Gallery. Over the course of 2018, she went back to Temple and became a certified floral designer. Furthermore, in 2019, she started working under a local florist in the Easton PA flower shop, Bloomies. Her role as a floral designer influenced her contemporary painting style and brought her work into the 3D realm. In 2020, during the pandemic shutdown, she was able to expand her portfolio and create a new body of work, which was on display in the Bethlehem House Gallery's Holiday Show of 2020. The exhibit included many of Rachel's mixed-media paintings and drawings, floral arrangements, installations, and prints. Currently, Rachel has elevated her role at the House Gallery to Assistant Director, continues to create fresh floral arrangements at Bloomies, which was rated 2021's Best Flower Shop of the Valley by LV Style Magazine, and she also manages her art practice in Studio 248A at the Banana Factory. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I know that we have visited you at First Friday, the Banana Factory, Mm -hmm. quite a few times. Yep. And you also work at the House Gallery. I do. I've I've really enjoyed looking at all of your floral arrangements in in the rooms. You have uh, one that you were posting about in Al Johnson's room. Yeah, that was the most recent one. Yeah, which was super cool. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. I know Elizabeth, you have been super excited to talk about flowers on the show for a while now. I love flowers. Me too. I love floral arrangements, and I like to figure out like what your style is in the sense Mm of why you choose the textures you choose and really been intrigued by your style and and how you come up with your ideas of your whole concept Mm -hmm. uh, and how you take objects from the outside and put it together which most people won't do so Mm -hmm. i am very excited to talk about floral arrangements with somebody who has such an eye for something different that most people don't see totally awesome yeah yeah Yeah. so what got you started with flowers (laughs) With flowers. So actually the whole floral um, idea for myself came from actually my paintings. So I started using the floral motif in a lot of my work. Um, I'm definitely inspired by like organic elements, nature, stuff like that. Sure. And as just kind of like a side thing, I decided to go to flower school. I went back to Temple, which is where I got my BFA. Yeah. Hmm. And I got my um, floral design certificate. Hmm. So I don't know. I wanted to work with a more 3D thing. Sure. And work yeah. with flowers. So oh, sure. yeah, that's really cool. What does flower school consist of? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um, you know, floral design, just the basic principles of design, which is all stuff I learned before. But you know, sure. it's good for refreshers mm-hmm. and and actually just working with like plant material. Um, yeah. So the yeah. floral design school I was going to was fresh flowers. Mm-hmm. So uh, in okay. my arrangements at the gallery, they're all silk flowers. Yeah. And the reason for that is that the 
the shows last multiple months. Yeah. And floral arrangements, totally. fresh floral arrangements mm-hmm. don't last multiple months. They only yeah. last a week or two at best. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So that's why I decided to switch over to silk flowers for that aspect hmm. and, you know, make something that will last forever, essentially, yeah. as long as you're taking care of it. That's yeah. awesome. Like, not, you know. <laughs> Yeah, being crazy with it, but um, yeah. So that's how that whole idea happened um, with the gallery. But yeah, so I went to flower school, was learning about like different flowers, how they work together, all of that. So <laughs> and also weddings, they talk a lot about weddings and oh, wedding design imagine. and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's you, super cool. I actually do work for a fresh flower florist. And you know, um, you mentioned that before. Yeah, Bloomy's Flower Shop in Easton. Yeah. yeah. So. I do fresh flowers for people mm. as well. Okay, but through that business, yeah, not I would do uh, I would do it on my own if somebody yeah. asked. But it's honestly just easier for me to do it out of the shop because she has a business tax ID, so she gets sure. everything wholesale, uh, sure. and okay. I do not. And yeah. I'm working on getting into that whole <laughs> that aspect. Yeah. I'm just not there yet. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. Um, no, okay. Yeah. Every time we come into your studio, you have arrangements with dried flowers. You've mm-hmm. used dried flowers in your work. Mm-hmm. And you're also always drying flowers in your studio. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've, uh, I really enjoy the color palette using dried flowers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. drying flowers is something that Elizabeth and I do a lot at home as well. Awesome. And, um, More so after he talked to you, actually. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's great. A thousand percent. <laughs> I'm glad. You're part of his inspiration. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what your draw to working with dried flowers, specifically from a, a coloration perspective, is. So dried materials are very intriguing to me. Um, I don't know. Just I've always been attracted to the decay of of plants, I guess. Plants, flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the shapes that they turn into. I like them when they're fresh as well, but they kind of take on a different form. And I don't know, just the, the discoloration. Yeah. I don't know. It's something that I've always noticed, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Not as bright of colors, for sure, but yeah, uh, definitely a color palette that I think is still very beautiful. Totally. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite themes to dive into in your work? So definitely the florals. Um, I mentioned organic things. Um, the decay of, like, buildings. Sure. And, like... Okay. Like when you're walking along the sidewalk and you see a crack in the concrete and mm-hmm. you see like plant life re-emerging through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I was in um, college, I went to Rome for a semester. Yeah. And it first of all, Rome is a very beautiful city, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. But it's a like there's so many different types of buildings, like very, very old architecture paired with modern architecture. Mm-hmm. And even just like walking through the alleyways, you saw the walls of the buildings have so many different types of discoloration and colors sure. and mm. the plant life kind of reclaiming territory onto it. And that was a huge inspiration to me in my, work, my abstract work specifically and like the colors yeah. I use and the forms that I represent and oh, stuff. Cool. Yeah. So. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. I was looking through your Instagram mm-hmm. earlier and... <clears throat> There was a piece that you had done when you were in Rome okay. that was hanging with a chair beside it. It, it. I think it was on a wall with a series of three. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I stared at the one by the chair <laughs> for like 10 minutes straight. Okay. <laughs> the the way that you had those textures, like I think 
perfectly encapsulate the the surroundings of Rome there. And, wow, and thank you. That was <laughs> it was so cool to see. And and hearing you talk about that now, yeah, yeah. it makes so much sense to mm-hmm. to think about the the textures in that piece and the textures of the city of, of Rome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's super cool. Thank you. How would you say that travel has inspired your work? Well, definitely that trip inspired my work a ton because before I went to Rome, I was doing representational landscapes. So I completely changed my entire vision of art, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I still paint representationally, but um, the abstracts, I hadn't done abstract before that. Very Mm. cool. Yeah. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. Now, what pushed you in the direction to try that in the first place? I know. I would say that walking around and seeing all of that. And also there is a flower, a little flower stand on every corner in Rome. Really? Selling flowers. Yeah. And that was a huge inspiration to me. I was like, oh my gosh, the flowers. Mm -hmm. And I would go and buy bouquets just for myself because I just (laughs) love flowers. And then I would dry them in my studio over there and then end up putting them in my artwork. And that's how that came to be as well. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. Being an art major, a lot of people think is like super easy. It's not. It's a lot of time, a lot of hours put like to do the stuff that you have to do, to do your assignments. Um, you don't have no time to make your own stuff, that's for sure. Mm. Like, you're always totally. working for somebody else at that point, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. A grad um, student. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was great. It was very educational. Um, mm-hmm. I do make a joke, though, how in high school, being an art, sc- art class, you're taught to draw, right? You're mm-hmm. taught to draw representationally a lot of the time. I didn't do any abstract work back then. I was very much oh, okay. trying to master looking at something and drawing it perfectly mm-hmm. or painting sure. it perfectly. Sure. Um, but when I got to college, and this might, I think this is just specific to Tyler in general because they are very contemporary school. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of untaught me how to draw. Huh. Interesting. So, like, drawing something representational was all well and fine, but they were like, but what else could it be? What what yeah. could you do, sure. with, like, other than that, mm-hmm. kind of? And it, was, it wasn't mm. frowned upon to just do what you're, like, just to do something specific to what you're looking at, but yeah. it was very much more encouraged to do something out of the box, something that, something abstract, abstracted, something, I don't know. Yeah. More gestural, like stuff like mm. that yeah. was very much, much, really cool. much more encouraged. Yeah. 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 Looking at it through your own lens and your own perspective versus yeah. what you think everybody sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's seeking yeah. seeking a, uh, a recognizable style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned high school and art. So when did you get inspired to start doing art as a whole? When I was a child, yeah. when I was like two or three. That's really early on. Yeah. That's I always awesome. wanted to be an artist, yeah. and I never let that dream go, oh. ever. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So what inspired you to want to be an artist at such a young age? I think it was, I uh, I love to, you know, color and draw on my own, mm-hmm. but it was mostly... Mm, like older people, like my mom, teachers, recognizing a certain talent in me, saying, oh, mm. wow, that's really good. Wow, I didn't realize that you could do that. You know what yeah. I mean? And sure. that was encouragement, you yeah. know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess I am good at this. Oh, and like cool. wanting to continue that and build on it. Huh. So That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I've, I've asked this to a few people that started really mm-hmm. early. Um, but what is the first piece that you remember being happy <laughs> with creating so like for myself i i knew i wanted to be in in film and documentary filmmaking Mm -hmm. from 
I want to say like fourth grade on. And in fifth grade, I entered our science show Mm -hmm. by making a stop motion animation. And I was like, oh, this is breaking the rules of physics. I'm like, it's not. I'm just moving inanimate objects and then placing (laughs) them one after the next. Yeah. Um, But it like blew all my friends' minds. And I made this this short racetrack scene. And, you know, I look back on it now and there's a a lot that could be done better. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. at the time I was like, this is this is making movies like this is the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. That's awesome. And it, it a very fond memory that I have looking back. But like working <laughs> in that medium, like that was the first time I remember being happy with a final product. Well, the first time where I really felt like, wow, like this is pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> wasn't really it wasn't I well it was my art because it was something I made but mm. it was actually a copy of a Vincent van Gogh painting oh very cool so mm. I did that when I was in fifth grade in art class actually that was like the assignment and I didn't really I mean I liked what I was doing and I was having fun with it but it wasn't until the teacher came up to me and said, oh, I'm putting this in an art show that's going to be exhibited at Lehigh University. Wow. Oh, really cool. And I was like, what? <laughs> so that was Very pretty cool. cool. Being It was my first art show. Totally. Um, and yeah. that was a really cool experience for me. So That's, oh, that's awesome. Really cool. mm-hmm. What is your earliest art memory as a child? Had to have been back when I was like two or three. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a painting in my mom's house that's in her bedroom and it's framed and it was my first painting called The World. And it's just, you know, splashes of color in my handprints and, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a memory. So I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Very cool. Always have. That's the beauty of something art related and physical. Everybody has something that they probably have made as a child and. They keep it around because it's still a memory, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think is really neat. So did you always, in the Lehigh Valley then, if your artwork was submitted for Lehigh University, I'm going to assume when you were younger that you were from here? Yeah, I grew up in Bethlehem. Grew up in Bo- okay, mm-hmm. born, okay, born and raised in this area. Mm-hmm. Very yep, cool. Yep. Not everybody is when that no. comes on here, so I was curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, grew up yeah, in Bethlehem, sure. went to school cool. here. I went to, obviously, Temple for college. I lived in Philly, and I was in Rome for that one semester. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I've been in Bethlehem. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's super exciting. Very, very cool. How would you say that the Lehigh Valley has influenced your artistic endeavors? Well, um, the Lehigh Valley has a lot of great opportunities. Like the Banana Factory was mm-hmm. kind of a goal of mine upon moving back here after living in Philly. Um well, I did work for ArtsQuest for a couple of years. I was okay. the front desk receptionist at the Banana Factory. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. And that was kind of me trying to get my foot in the door there. Like, yeah. oh, I want to eventually sure. would love to have a studio sure. here. Yeah. Didn't really feel like I was, my portfolio and everything wasn't ready for that yet. Sure. And I was oh, okay. just kind of, you know, building that up and, you know, wanted to meet the artists in the community. And yeah. that was a great way. And then, you know, there's the Allentown Art Museum. I interned there for a year as well. Um, and then just having those two jobs um, led me to the Bethlehem House Gallery mm-hmm. and working there, which was even better because a lot more artists you're meeting. and Absolutely. And then, yeah. And then eventually I got a studio at the Banana Factory, which was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How have you been able to use the studio at the Banana Factory to your advantage? Well, it's great to have a space to make work. Totally. Um, <laughs> you know, working at your house is difficult because... Just 
having to allot that space for that, all of that and storage and everything. And mm-hmm. it just can get hectic, you know, mm-hmm. living sure. in the same area you're creating, I feel like is kind of stressful sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and not to say that people can't do it. And I definitely did do it. I did it for a while before having the studio. Yeah. But um, it's just great. And being able to bring people in, into it and having a, like a more public setting, because it's kind of, I don't know, I having people come to your house is one thing, but I mean, having a, like, a, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Totally. it's just an easier totally. place to have people visit. So work. And yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, First Fridays every month are so very helpful for that too. Oh, for sure. So a lot more people can see my stuff. Absolutely. With that, and totally. I can set up appointments with people and people can come see stuff when I'm, you know, during the week and, yeah. you know. And they don't like have that. to be people That's you know. Awesome. No. I think the whole point of the Banana Factory is so that it's a working space for artists. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah, having just the strictly gallery aspect is, it's good for them, I guess, but I think mm-hmm. the whole space, it, uh, the point of the having artist studios, I think, is so people can see the artist's working totally. environment and see yeah. them working and oh, absolutely. all of that. So that's just my opinion, but people can use their space however they want. Sure. But I wanted the space to make my artwork in. How has working at the House Gallery helped um, helped you as an artist, both understanding the general art world from a commerce side as mm-hmm. well as from an artistic perspective? So at the gallery, I, I do a lot of stuff. I help with the installs, so hanging artwork, mm-hmm. um, doing all of the, like, making the artist statements, making the tags for the walls. Sure. Mm-hmm. Arranging furniture, helping move stuff. It's a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, but then when we're not in install, I am working as a salesperson, selling mm-hmm. the artwork that we have on the walls and, you know, the other items in the gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very two very different jobs. Yes, they are. Um, when I had first started working at the gallery, I really had no idea what was in like what I, my job was going to be. Mm-hmm. I just knew that sure. I, it was going to be working with art. Mm-hmm. And I kind of assumed it would be more so the installation part, mm-hmm. which was the experience I had working at the art museum. Mm-hmm. I was in the exhibitions yeah. and collections department for a while, helping install their shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I thought I was mostly going to be doing. But it mm-hmm. turns out, mo- I, want, I don't want to say the majority of the job is being a salesperson, but it's just more time. Because mm. the show's four times a year. Yeah. And they run two, two, three months. So during that time it shows up, you are mostly acting as somebody with the knowledge for the about totally. the artwork, yeah. talking to the customers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then it's just that two, three week period in between shows that you're really making the show happen. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's changed the way I view my own artwork because now I am I am making artwork in the hopes that people will want to live with it in their home. Mm-hmm. And totally. even just the house gallery in general is set up like a house yes yeah definitely the idea is Mm -hmm. take this artwork home with you it will look great in your house as well you know yeah so that's kind of changed my perspective of okay maybe i should be making art that's not too crazy so people want to bring it home with them Mm. yeah (laughs) whereas i was making kind of like the piece you referenced in rome yeah Mm -hmm. i don't think any like that was something very i don't know kind of <laughs> I threw together on a whim and was like this isn't this cool like, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about the colors let's talk about the textures sure. but I I couldn't imagine that somebody would I don't know it would have to be a very yeah. t- interesting type of environment yeah. for that piece you yeah. know yeah. it's interesting thinking about where art lives 
in a space. I think that piece would have hit completely different if the chair weren't there or if the chair were Mm -hmm. white instead of the brown that it was or if it were a like a Herman Miller Eames chair (laughs) instead of the traditional wooden lounge chair that it was. Right. right. And, And all of these different pieces go into the presentation of the work. I'm curious to hear about how learning about the sale of artwork and selling others' artwork, learning about them as an artist, Mm -hmm. how that has helped you learn how to better Mm -hmm. sell your artwork. Well, I read a lot of artist statements and I, you know, I talk to the artists when they're in and when they drop off the work, we talk about their work. So hearing them talk about their own work is helpful. Because then it gives me, like, insight into how I'm supposed to talk about their artwork. Sure. And which, in turn, helps mm. me think about my own artwork and yeah. how I should talk about it, you sure. know? So it kind of all flows together. Totally. Um, like I said, I started working there almost four years ago. And I was, I mean, I'm still a shy person. Um, <laughs> but I've definitely learned how to be more outgoing, more social just through working there and talking to the artists. And now I do feel like I am able to talk about my work a little bit better just from that. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's huge. I see, I've seen screen printing, floor arrangements, some mixtures of collages with dried flowers, paints. You work with paints, you work with chalk and pastels and all of the above. So I was curious as to if there was one that you find is your favorite or if it's something that you think changes over time. So I really don't like to limit myself. When I'm making something, I want to be able to access as many materials as I as I think is necessary. Yeah. Um, so I am a mixed media artist, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say, like, oh, this specific thing is my favorite. Yeah. But I find the only time where I don't think I'm looking for multiple materials would be when I'm oil painting. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was doing landscapes type, yeah. of, type of stuff. Um, yeah, I think oil painting can stand on its own, and mm. I think it's very beautiful. Mm. I think acrylic painting can too, but a lot of the time when I am using acrylic, I do tend to embellish with other materials. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I do both. Mm. Um, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what draws you to want to use more mixed, like using all the resources that you have available to you, like collaborating with all those different materials? It's just kind of like a feeling, I guess. Like yeah. when I'm working on something, I'll start out with one material, but mm. then I'll think, oh, this other thing might look good here mm. or might be work better in this situation and help with what it's doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. I don't have – a lot of the time I don't have an idea of what I'm doing when I first start. <laughs> I'm just kind of sure. like, all right, we're, we're doing something today. Yeah. And then I do it, and then things evolve. And if I do have an idea, it usually changes. Mm. I'll, like, have a vision of what I'm thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm working on that, I'm like, you know what? I'm doing something else as I'm doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. And it builds on that idea, but it's not that specific thing that I was originally thinking. It's all kind of, I don't know. Flows together. Yeah. And just kind of, it, I don't want to say advances because that sounds bad. It <laughs> progresses mm-hmm. and just allows you to further your creativity with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I also don't give up on a lot of things either. So if I am working on something Mm -hmm. and it's not going the way I want and I'm really, like, aggravated with it (laughs) or I just, like, am not liking what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. I don't – I might put it away for a bit. I might, like, not look at it for a while. But 
I will never just abandon something unless yeah. it's like unless it like physically breaks and I can't. There's nothing oh, else I there's can nothing do. There's nothing you can do. But yeah. I hardly ever abandon something, and I, I want mm. to bring it to a place where I am happy to show people what it is you know what I mean I don't want to be ashamed of anything so I'll work on something until I'm like okay this is good yeah this is what this is me this is representing what I want sure Mm -hmm. that's awesome there was something a professor said when I was in college um he didn't say it to me but he said it to a classmate who had done something that just the classmate wasn't into and the professor definitely wasn't into (laughs) and was telling him about it and was saying pretty much ripping him to shreds but then looked at the next thing he did right after that and Mm -hmm. was like well it's a good thing you did that the first time because you wouldn't have done this if you hadn't done that so it gets you like to where you need to be yeah that's a really good way of looking at it so i like any type of failure or any type of thing i always look at like well if that didn't happen like i wouldn't have done this other thing so yeah Learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Totally. Or what mm-hmm. you consider mis- mistakes. It's not a mistake, yeah. but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I know we were talking about your piece orchestrating beauty mm-hmm. a little bit or earlier. Yeah. And I'd love to hear about the influence that music has had on your creative process. So that piece I made specifically for the summer show at the Bethlehem House Gallery. Yeah. And what's specific about the summer show is that it runs through Music Fest. And we always like to have the Music Fest poster artists exhibiting with us at that yeah. time. And music in general is like a huge part of, you know, Bethlehem and that festival and totally. everything. So I had this idea. I have this used cello case that actually was passed down through a couple artists. Um, Khalil ha- acquired the case from oh. Lehigh, I believe. I think he found it in a dumpster. <laughs> I'm not sure. He found something. <laughs> and he, you know what he did? He gave it to Ward. And said, uh-huh. make something with this. And Word was like, okay, I don't really know what I'm going to make with it. So he kind of kept it for a couple years and was like, ah, uh, like was, he mm. said he would have gotten to it eventually. But sure. I had mentioned wanting to do an installation. My original idea was out of a suitcase that I have. Oh. Um, I wanted to do something like, I don't know kind of like large and Mm -hmm. like kind of the idea of it coming up and out of something was the whole point. Totally. Um, And then I remember I mentioned that idea to Ward and Ward had said, well, do you want, I have a huge cello case. Do you want that instead? And I was (laughs) like, yes. Yeah. So he gave it to me. It needed a couple (laughs) of repairs. I fixed it up Mm -hmm. and, and I thought, perfect. It's a musical case Mm -hmm. for the summer show. Summer show is music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I added the birds because the birds make music. Yeah. And I found, actually had a, a used birdcage as well. I found that as well. So I was like, okay, I want these two things to play together. Yeah. And sure. um, I put them both, you know, you saw it. It was mm-hmm. set up how with the birdcage up top and then the the case at the bottom so that they were correlating. There was also a horn that mm-hmm. was below it. Yeah. Yes. That I felt it was perfect. It, yes. Yeah. It all comes together. You the know? horn on the shelf. Yes. Down yes. below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just find these materials and I kind of, I acquire so many things that <laughs> I just keep and I'm like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to use this eventually for something. Mm-hmm. And and I did. So I had yeah. those things for a while, actually. Mm. Ward gave me that case over a year or two ago and mm. I just kind of had it with me and I was like, eventually I'm going to do something with this. I just don't know what. <laughs> and then after getting the birdcage and the horn, I was like, it all 
goes together. Came together. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a that's a beautiful ode to Bethlehem as well. Yeah. Growing up here and having music fest and the music scene in mm-hmm. Bethlehem so yeah. so relevant and mm-hmm. and active in the in the culture of yeah. Bethlehem. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Even the singing birds. There's so many birds right here. And, uh, <laughs> I also try to make my arrangements um, when I'm showing at the gallery correlate to their surroundings in the space. So yeah. I actually sure. don't make my arrangements. Well, a lot of the time I don't make my arrangements until I know what artwork is going to be in the show, mm. what mm-hmm. the walls look like, mm-hmm. what furniture is around, what where the space there even is for an arrangement. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I take all that into account when I'm making my stuff. Yeah. So when I knew that, when Ward had given me the okay to do a larger piece for the summer show, yeah, I thought, well, Adam Capone was in that show, and he mm-hmm. had these wooden birds that were flying around in the oh, front yeah. room. Yeah, I remember and those I was like, birds. And that was another oh, really connection. Cool. So That's I, super cool. I like finding connections with things, and yeah. that case specifically was in Abby Roscoe's room, and her her work yes. um, references a lot of like film and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was an interesting correlation as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. So very neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the the way those color palettes played off of each other, Abby's Abby's work, and yeah, and oh, yeah. the colors used there. I was, was very excited with the turnout of that. Amazing. Yeah, it really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. have an eye for catching <laughs> your surroundings and being able to make it look and fit perfectly. It's a lot of effort. I yeah, it's, I a, it's a very you're very talented in it. Oh, it, is, it, does, it is a lot of work to make all those connections. Yeah, especially sure. with most people won't even make those connections when they walk in and look at it. But mm-hmm. you made it to begin with, and then every now and then someone will be like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. well there are birds up front, and there are birds in here, and there's you know so." Mm-hmm. It's really neat to see how much work and effort you put into yeah. all your pieces Thanks. and that there's such a deep meaning behind everything that you do Yeah, and every little piece. Another example would be um, the glass show that we had in the spring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed or if anybody noticed, but <laughs> I specifically made all of my arrangements in glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, because they're not really always neat. in glass. I mean, yeah, yeah. Totally. sometimes they are, but I chose interesting glass pieces mm-hmm. to make my arrangements in. And no, the glass pieces themselves weren't artists made or locally. I don't even know if they were locally made. I got them at thrift stores. A lot of them. Yeah, but yeah, I thought yeah. it correlated with the, you know the beautiful glass artwork mm-hmm. around. So the arrangements at the gallery are all for the show that's okay. coming up. Mm-hmm. I make them as kind of an. In- embellishment to the show they're all for sale um Mm -hmm. but i came the idea i i came to with ward and i said hey we 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 have a house this is our house that we're show we're with artwork you know yeah Yeah. that was a really weird way to put this no yeah (laughs) no no, (laughs) it's supposed to look like a home yeah and uh, people have flowers and plants in their home Mm -hmm. and i asked him i was like can we show my arrangements yeah and then i could be like a house artist and change it up every time Mm -hmm. and you know correlate to the art and the rooms and he was like yeah that's great so i started doing that um and you know i obviously want it to work with the space i don't want something so off the wall that it just looks out of place yeah and that's what people do in their homes as well when they yeah bring stuff in so i do do commissions um a lot of the time i'll ask a client to to send me images of their space um, hmm. 
And I asked them, oh, what are you looking for? What color palette? What are you thinking size-wise? You know, all the basics. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so having that experience of doing it at the gallery definitely helped for the commission. Sure. Um, There was a couple I did. I actually did their whole space last winter, um, their apartment, and I did six arrangements for them. Wow, that's awesome. And they had me over. I went through, looked at each space that they wanted me to do, and I took photos, you know, all of that. So I correlated, you know, their color schemes, what their ideas were, what I thought would look good. Yeah. You know, that's how any designer probably works. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I I love the wreath that you did for Mandy Martin. The wreaths are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I I really enjoyed that piece. Yeah. 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 She actually, yeah, she reached out to me because she saw a similar one on my Instagram. And she was like, I want one that's like this. And I was like, okay, I'll see what I can do. Mm -hmm. And it it is hard (laughs) for the silk flowers because you have to rely solely on, like, the materials you can find. Sure. And sure. then, sure, with fresh flowers, too, like, where, where you can acquire them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so I, it was after the holidays, and I had acquired most of my materials before the holidays, mm-hmm. and I was out. So I was like, oh, if I can find the stuff, I can do it, you know? Sure. Yeah. So I was able to, and I was like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know you submitted, I think it was four different pieces yeah, for did. us to look at. And, and they're all very different, which I they they are all very really different. Like. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about one of them a little bit more in depth. Sure. This piece is "Bloom Outward" by Rachel Bell. This embellished collagraph print is eleven by seventeen inches and is matted in white. The background of this piece has a mix of reddish brown, maroon, and hints of white. The white primarily comes from parts of exposed paper and is accented by a few instances of white paint. The texture in the background is a mix of flower petals and lace. On top of the background are muted pink, gold, and maroon flower petals. One petal by the right bottom corner flows off the print and onto the white mat. Well, the paper itself, it wasn't originally made on. It's a... Oh, so okay. the, when I printed it, the pa- the paper itself got very dirty with ink. I wasn't a very clean printer back then. I just, mm, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So what I did was, after embellishing it and stuff, I did cut out the print from its original oh, piece, very cool. piece, and I glued it onto a new, a piece. new piece that makes yes. sense and then color penciled, color penciled it. It around yeah. it to make it yeah that's super cool though yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it yes <laughs> i want the viewer to react to the work however they're going to react if they yeah. whatever emotion they're feeling whatever idea they think of when they see it i think is completely valid mm. even if it's not something i was intending sure i've mm. had a lot of people say some say things about my work that is completely either the opposite or just like something so off the wall that I wasn't even thinking about (laughs) but like that's the whole point I like you everybody experienced something different and I think that you know everybody's experiences are valid you know Hmm. so even if it's not what I was thinking about when I was making the piece it's what they're thinking about when they're looking at it and yeah. That's cool as well. Yeah. Mm. I want everybody to connect totally. to it in any way they can. As long as it's yeah. evoking some type of emotion or some type of feeling or anything, really, I'm happy. Totally. Know? I mean, if they're upset by it, then <laughs> they can not look at it, I guess. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, that's their choice. They can, walk, they can walk away if they want. Yeah. 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 But if they connect with it enough to, you know, want to take it home, I think that's a win, you know? Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. The worst thing that someone can do is see something and feel nothing. Exactly. I'd yeah. rather they love it or and hate it, it make them feel something <laughs> or remember it from how much they dislike it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. To feel nothing to look at something that's 
that's really when it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. No. Well, with that, Rachel, where can people find your work? So right now I do have artwork in the hallway at the Banana Factory on the second floor and also in my studio as well. Of course, I have to be there when you want to view that. So you can either contact me, make an appointment. I can invite you in or you can come to a first Friday. Mm -hmm. um, they're the first Friday of every month. Um, and upcoming, I'm going to be at the Twisted Olive. Mm -hmm. My artwork's going to be up for two months starting January 24th to March 21st, I believe. And my Meet the Artist Night, where you can come and talk to me and view my artwork with me there. And then I will be in an upcoming show at the Bethlehem House Gallery this year. Not sure when. We're still figuring that out. Mm -hmm. um, and also the Banana Factory hosts their annual resident artist exhibition, which will run july to october i believe i don't have the dates up right now i'm sorry no worries um but yeah so that will be in the crayola gallery at the banana factory in the summertime awesome yeah. awesome and if people are interested in purchasing your work at all how can they reach out to you on social media they can contact me on instagram um my instagram handle is at rachel bell rachel spelled with two l's bell spelled with one um you can email me rachel at bethlehemhousegallery.com um, they can come into the gallery and talk to me. They can come to my studio. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ways to find me. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And we can't wait to share your story with everyone around. Yay. Thanks for coming in today, Rachel. Our opportunity for the week is the Black Vision Artist Reception. Please join Art House and their guest curator, Femi J. Johnson, for the artist reception for celebration of Black History Month. The reception and opening of Black Vision will take place at Art House, which is located at 645 Hamilton Street, from 530 to 730 p.m. on Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Femi has chosen three prominent local African-American artists to feature in the show. Al Johnson, whose paintings are described as soul-based works, Charles Stonewall, whose photographs are visual poetry, and Beresford Booth, whose work is described as ritual manifestations. Thanks for tuning in to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, a Steel Pixel original series. Don't forget to like the podcast, leave us a review, and follow us on both social media and streaming services at Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. <laughs>